Hey guys, welcome to Spirit Pig. This is the show that explores how to live a fulfilled life. I'm Duncan CJ and today I'm speaking with Danielle McKinnon. Danielle is a renowned as one of America's best psychic mediums, highly gifted intuitive coach and leading animal communicator. And she's appeared on national TV, numerous radio stations, newspapers and magazines such as Cosmopolitan. And she's the author of the book Soul Contracts and teaches people all around the globe about soul connections and animal communication. Danielle, thank you so much for being here. Very exciting. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I was saying a second ago, just before we clicked um, record, like this is yeah, like a cool, interesting angle. We haven't haven't talked about this. I, I mentioned we've had like a a psychic, we've had a medium on the show, but the animal connection. I think we're going to be uh, learning some new things. So now I'm excited. <laughs> cool. That's that's what I like to do: teach people new things. Now, <laughs> now going way back. For, I mean, for as long as you remember you felt different and um you spent most of your childhood trying to like ignore this and trying to like be I think you said as like as normal as possible like how to fit in how to be as normal as possible could you maybe just explain that yeah I um and you know I still have a little bit of that tendency to try and be normal it never works (laughs) (laughs) so as a kid I was the different one I was tall and skinny and gawky and I'm still that, but I'm okay with it now. As a kid, I wasn't. I wanted to be like everybody else, and I just wasn't. I had a thing for animals. I'd walk in a room. I'd know what people were feeling and thinking, and and it was it kind of overwhelming to be me, and I kind of just wanted to be not so sensitive and not so in tune to everything that everybody was doing. And it took me until... Really, in college, I started exploring meditation and some other things. Then it took my dog getting sick for me to go... Wait, I'm different for a reason. There's a thing going on here. This is some stuff that I can do that I need to start working with. Yeah, you feel, (laughs) you feel, talking about the animal thing, you feel that an animal will come into a person's life to help the human growth. Yeah. What's what's that about? Human growth? Like, because humans, we're all going through life, I think you described it as, we're all going through life trying to learn you know, to love ourselves, trying to learn how to love others. When animals, they basically already, they've mastered this. They've mastered unconditional love. So animals are here to help us learn unconditional love and and teach us other things along the way, yeah? They are. And a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people go, I love my dog. I love my cat. I love riding horses. But they don't understand that they can actually learn and evolve and grow through this love. Mm. And in my experience, in as an animal communicator, the animals are working every day. And they tell me this. I'm helping Jane overcome her anxiety. I'm helping John get that job that he doesn't think he can get. They're actually working with us at this kind of really tangible level. But we don't know it because we just think, I love my dog. <laughs> they have this overwhelming have you ever thought about it's it's kind of almost easy to rehab a dog to to bring a dog back from abuse they will they can do it you know horses can come back from abuse the internet is filled with this story and that story about these people worked with this animal and they rescued this one and now he's doing this and all this really feel good stuff but all of this is animals they're modeling for us unconditional love and unconditional love is that forgiveness that all-encompassing heart that I only want to come back to balance and clarity and love for myself and trust and love for everybody else they're doing it again and again and if we can tap into that we get to do that as well and so what by by looking at sort of dogs or or any animals as just sort of 
oh, how sweet, you know, our, our, our pet, just a pat, you know, that's the wrong approach. By actually seeing them as these teachers, as these guides, is that the yeah. way to sort of flip it in our head, actually, and see them as these teachers? And then, because then we can actually maybe be more in tune to actually seeing the lessons which we're being presented with, as opposed to just thinking, oh, lovely dog. Right. Oh, my dog won't stop barking. Okay, wait. If I change it to, wait, my dog is trying to teach me something by barking, what's going on here? And I shift my awareness so that I can allow that dog to be in this kind of elevated professor state. Like there's something I'm going to get from this. And then I start looking at what's going on. How am I feeling when my dog is barking? Why does my dog bark at what specific time? I can start putting a story together that helps me understand what I can learn from the barking. And as I learn whatever I'm supposed to learn from that barking, the dog's barking will stop. Okay. So, I mean, like, obviously this is putting you on the spot because there's no, like every situation (laughs) is unique and dependent, but let's just say hypothetically your dog's barking and what, 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 what message could you in theory get from that? It could be my dog barks every time I'm anxious. My dog barks every time I'm putting myself down. My dog barks every time I'm with my boyfriend who's abusing me. It, I mean, it can go on and on. Every time I'm fearful about money, my dog barks. You know, and it's not always obviously dog barking. It yeah, can sure. Be my horse. I worked with a woman once, and her horse would not turn left. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, she came to me, she's like, can you talk to him and tell him we need to be able to turn left? He, because she wanted to do shows with him and all this stuff, but he wouldn't turn left. And she's like, I don't get this. And she was mortified. She was so embarrassed. And it turned out what she was dealing with was she spent all her time worrying about how people felt about her. All her time worrying about the outside world and how they were perceiving her. Was she coming through as perfect enough, good enough? And her horse is like, well, I'm not going to start turning left until she stops worrying about what everybody else thinks. So she had to then start working on, well, why am I worried about this? What's going on? And she started to conquer that, her horse would turn left. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's, it's mad. <laughs> and let me tell you, she did not like it when I was like, well, it's because you care about what everybody thinks too much and you're living your life that way. She's like, no, doesn't he have, and she was trying to get me to look at his leg and figure out if maybe it was hurt or something. And that's why he's like, no, I can clearly turn left. I turn left on my own. <laughs> so it, there, there are these really big deal lessons. So imagine then working on that part of yourself because the animal is pushing you to do that. What that can produce in you, that's going to produce growth. That's going to produce evolution. If she could let go of her worry about what everybody else thinks around her, she's going to be more free to do whatever it is that she wanted to do in her life. That's crazy. I just, <laughs> so I'm going to just, just, I, I'll cut this out. Somebody literally just next to my window has started using a power hose. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, what is, is that water? What is that? I mean, like, literally, I mean, I've, 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 I I I position like the um, I position these interviews in um, in 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 like a in the part of the house where I mean I can just guarantee silence like it is the most it is the most tucked away I'm almost I'm almost like in a like, it looks nice I'm I'm almost like in this completely quiet bit where you'll never ever have any sound there's like a well out there and I don't know how but somebody from upstairs I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it in screw it like somebody somebody from outside has just got a power hose one of those like instant like jet things that you see on like QVC or something oh, like that like um to power wash the side <laughs> oh those are loud they're really loud I mean, but I can hear it now can you hear it 
No, but uh, I could hear it. Okay, I think I think I think they're almost done. I might just. <laughs> As in, I've, ne- I've never heard, like, I've never heard, like, he's, he's even got, like, a high-vis jacket on. It's like... <laughs> you know what it usually is? It's usually that someone's animal starts barking. It's the, the dogs start barking I've, usually great. I've had that, I've had that so many times. It's in Sri Lanka, and it was, like, there was, um, it was next to, like, a, I think a dog orphanage. Um, and it was, yeah, I mean, it was, like, it was the worst timing. Like, we were, like, getting really into this point, and he was about to say, like, a massive point, And then it was just, like, this yelling for like 15 minutes I was like oh I apologize <laughs> I, think, I think he's finished. it's totally fine <laughs> uh, I think yeah I think I think he's done amazing um brilliant <laughs> phew I was literally I was like listening to your point I was like <laughs> now humans animals nature I mean are all living breathing organisms and so the idea that we're all connected on the one hand, seems like it seems so obvious and logical. However, when we hear about people sort of speaking of animals, there, there's a part in many of us, and like myself included, like I'll be honest, that is just like, ah, uh, I mean, it sounds weird. Is it? It's bullshit. Like, yeah. why? Why do you feel like? Why do you feel that is? Why is there this like resistance? God, you know, that's a good question because I'll tell you, I even have resistance in my family. You know, my dad would be like, I don't know what you're doing. You know, because I was in the corporate world using my MBA, like, and then I decided I got to do this. And my dad's a corporate guy. You know, he worked at the same company for 40 years. So he's like, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm proud of you. I'm thinking, <laughs> can you really be proud of me if you don't know what I'm doing? But I feel like, and, and I feel like there's a sense of responsibility that you have to start to take for yourself when you accept that. Um, that animals can connect with us in this way and that they're working at this higher, deeper level. So then it becomes, oh, well, I shouldn't step on the bug. This bug can connect with me. You know what I mean? It kind of changes how you put yourself into the world. It also is typically, I will say that a lot of people who do it have typically been really super weird. Like I'm goofy and I'm weird and I'm me, but I can still, you know, function in the normal world. But there's this sense of anybody who's intuitive who's connecting with the other, they're going to be like, didn't you expect me to have like jangly things? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not like that. Like I can go to my gym and people don't know what I do. Although they all know what I do now. And they're always kind of like, Hey, my dog hurts. Are you reading my mind? Like they make jokes about it, but it took them a little while. You know, there is that initial, like, I don't know, (laughs) is she going to do something to me? (laughs) So I totally get the resistance, but I think it's because when you start to accept it, it means you have to place yourself in the world in a different way, in a more, it makes you more responsible when you realize, wow, that bit of anger that I just had that man driving that car who cut me off, I just sent that energy to him. That was super negative. I don't want to be doing that. But if I don't accept that piece, I don't have to be responsible for sending that negativity to that man. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's, almost, it's almost like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It kind of opens up Pandora's box. It's like, oh god, then you've got a sunny like, oh shit, I'm now responsible, or now. So it's kind of, it's almost like, just pretend it's not there. Don't look at it. Wait, but even though you can do it, that's cool. You'll be over there. I'm still doing my thing. Just wait. But wait. I'll say that 
even though I'm open to it and I clearly, I do it every day and I use it with my clients and I use it at my school. I, there are places where I'm still not ready to go in terms of going, Oh yeah, that's connected to that. You know, there, I have my own resistance in my own places. And as I get more comfortable, I open up to that each time I open up to it. It's a scary thing because yeah. then I have to place myself in the world in a new way again. And I'm going through that phase again right now. And it's, I don't love it. Yeah, I know. It's kind of, on the one hand, yeah, we've, I've kind of, you know, you got my, I got my head around sort of, I uh, know, like Newton, like Newton kind of like cause and effect, like, you know, okay, that makes sense. You know, okay. Oh, you know, you do this, that happens. Like, I understand that. It feels like, okay, safe. And then suddenly you're talking about like animal communication and quantum physics and suddenly this stuff happens. And then suddenly the other side of the world, it just, it just, it kind of, it's kind of, it's so unknown and it's kind of, it has that resistance, but it's, it's, it's so exciting at the same time. Cause I mean, the more you delve into this and you know, the more, you know, I speak to you, but then I speak to a completely different person with a different background, you know, different country. And they're talking about something in their own field, but just all these things, it just, it just reminds you just how like we don't even, I know it sounds cliche, but we don't even have like the tip, tip, tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's so much that we just got no idea what's happening and it's scary, but exciting at the same time. I always like to say, I only know what I know. <laughs> That's it. That's all I know. And there's so much out there more that I don't know. But what I do know, I know pretty well. Yeah. So I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good with that. But it, what's happening right now is I'm seeing a lot of people, their, their knowledge of themselves and their knowledge of all this other stuff is expanding in a really big way. So people are going, oh, they're doing exactly what you're talking about, going, wait, 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 this is connected to this and I believe it versus there's a lot of, say like 10 years ago, there's a lot of studying of it, looking, checking it out over there, but it was still too weird. Now I'm seeing more and more people trying it out, Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. There's, I feel <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. There's definitely like a, a peaked interest. There's a, there's a sort of, I don't know what, what I don't, I don't know, there's hunger for it, but there's just, there's, there's, there is, there definitely feels like it just, I feel, this is, I feel like it's a really exciting time. Things are happening. People are just, I think we're just a lot more open or curious and actually thinking, wait a sec, like there, there's, there's, there's so much more that meets the eye. I think, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's an exciting time at the moment. There's an opening there right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm liking it. Yeah. It's- my job a whole lot easier to take someone and help them open their intuition or learn how to communicate psychically with an animal that used to take a lot longer. Mm. And now people are starting to do it like the first day that I'm working with them, which is, and, and they're going, wait, what, wait, really? I got that. And they're all excited because they're, because they're just, the starting point is more open and that really helps. And see, you're not even looking at me like I'm that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> about <laughs> um, you say yourself i mean it's you are like in your own words like you're not special animal communication it's not like it's not a gift that was bestowed upon you it's something that anyone can do anyone can learn it's, it's almost like like probably crap analogy but like you know pe- playing the piano you are you just put in the time this is your job this is your precious and so you are putting in the time and you're practicing you're practicing and if i dedicated myself to it or if anyone dedicated themselves to it then they can actually have these results as well yeah, I and I, I I never like the the question in an interview, 
when did you discover your gift? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever said that to someone? <laughs> I, I haven't. No, I, I haven't used the word. I haven't used the word gift or truth before. Or you it know, always like, makes me cringe. Like, oh no, because <laughs> it's not a gift. Yes, I I came into this world very open to it, and the skills that I have in being organized and a good communicator in general, and being able to present my ideas well, and being able to multitask. These all help me do it well and be a great teacher at it mm. but anybody can do it yeah and i guess as, as a sort of it reminds me of an interview with um a while back with a guy called um dr joe um gallenberger um and he um studies like psychokinesis and actually how you know the power of like for example like influencing dice or bending spoons and stuff like that and he said that actually children are often the, the best at it because they don't have all that um that all, all the sort of I don't know, like resistance and all like the conditioning saying this isn't possible, this isn't possible. That's like, yeah, they're open to it, you know. And so, and then we, over the years, you know, through society, through what we're told, you know, putting these limitations, what we can and can't do, then we've got to break that down, you know, before we can actually do it. So, uh, my son, I took my son and my husband to a boon, a boon spending, a spoon bending class. And my husband's a hydrogeologist. He's getting his PhD in civil engineering. You know, this is a, this is this is a different brain. Science, I, science, science. You no, know, I like organization and everything, but there's a completely woo-woo side to me as well. And then we've got my son who is uh, very much like me, but younger. And then he has the benefit of having this grounding force of my husband. So who bent the spoon first? My son. Oh, yeah. And then I did it. And then a little while later, my husband did it. And he was like, What? <laughs> And he just, because he accepts this, you know, he's got this very linear mind. He accepts, though, that I'm psychic, that my son is psychic, that we can talk to animals, that I can talk to a cat on the other side of the world. He's good with that, but he thinks he can't do it. So for him to bend the spoon, you know, he's had, it's been very, it's been a long road for him as a, as a, as a science guy to go, wow, I I did that. That's cool. (laughs) So good. And so I imagine now that you've sort of broken down that sort of barrier, then I guess slowly but surely, I mean, they'll just almost just think, okay, well, if I thought I couldn't do that, but I did, then what else have I put these limitations up against? That's not how his head works. <laughs> is that just, is that hopeful thinking? No, you're still back to science. It was a fluke. We're going, we're going in August uh, to swim with the dolphins. I'm taking a group there and I'm bringing my husband. And in that group, I will teach animal communication. So, at, you know, I've been doing this for like, 19 17 some huge number of years and um he's never tried but in this i said if you're going to come to bimini you have to try it so he's going to try it oh my god amazing (laughs) amazing i'm gonna have to i have to check in to find out what the results are When you're working with the dolphins the dolphins are such great communicators i um it's kind of like you remember did you ever play pac-man not my i know i know know the game what it looks like right the little mouth goes by video game and eats the pellets and then there's a power pellet and then it can get a lot more power pellets so working with dolphins or animals it's like eating the power pellet because suddenly you can do it better because you're getting this extra help from the animal so when we go i know he'll be able to do it i know he'll be able to do it <laughs> it's not talking about it <laughs> now a soul contract is a yes. it's, it's a block that we have in our life or i think you described oh. it as almost as like a bookmark um, you can look at it as a bookmark. What, what do you mean by a bookmark or a block? So um, 
this is this i i recently figured out a really good way to explain it okay so we have we are all here as these perfect wonderful beautiful beings and like animals if we could like animals believe that we could align with that unconditional love within ourselves and it would make every interaction that we have awesome but we tend to come here with these lessons to learn and the lessons tend to be things like believing in ourselves feeling safe in the world believing we're lovable believing we're worthy things like that but if we're working on one of those lessons we'll develop these um workarounds or bookmarks where if I get activated and something happens and I think, ooh, that makes me not feel good enough about myself. I will create this soul contract. Okay, if I don't feel good about myself, what do I need to do? I need to give more or I need to fly under the radar or I need to not speak up so nobody sees that, I, that I'm not any good. And then we start following these patterns. These soul contracts dictate our behaviors over and over and over again to prevent us from dealing with those negative beliefs within. Did that make sense? Yeah, no, 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 totally. Totally. <laughs> okay. And so rather than sort of, uh, I know by understanding that, and so after that no, description, when they start showing up, I guess what, it starts with awareness. So to now to actually almost be like, okay, wait a sec, I'm seeing a recurring theme coming up. Yeah. Like I'm starting to recognize every time I do X, then I, I feel whatever, this way. And so by realizing it, you can then, is that is that the first step to actually yeah. releasing that block? Actually, it's the main kind of only step that most people need to do. We don't spend a lot of time questioning. We'll go, oh, why do I always pick the wrong man? Why do I always pick a guy who treats me badly? Or why am I always working 90 hours at my job and I'm only getting paid for 40? We kind of say why, but we don't actually look at why. So when we start going, wait, is there a soul contract here? Ah, I tend to give and give and give in order to prove myself because I feel like I'm not good enough or I feel like I need to earn my money and I need to work really hard to do that. There's a pattern there. And as we start discovering that pattern, what happens is the pattern starts to look stupid. (laughs) right oh I'm once again not speaking up I'm once again trying to have nobody notice me I'm once again saying you take the credit you know what when and when you start to wait why am I telling her she can take the credit for letting that person in line in front of us that's stupid I'm just gonna take the credit I said (laughs) No, like the because we don't realize that these patterns show up in all these teeny weeny little places so the pattern as it becomes stupid, I know that's a funny word to use, but as it becomes unnecessary, we stop following it. We start going, I'm not going to do that. And as we have uh, success with that, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to say, you can't cut in front of me in line, or I'm going to say whatever it is. And it's fine. Our experience goes, hey, it's safe to speak up. You're safe. And we start changing that belief that we're not safe or changing that belief that we're not good enough because the pattern we were following has become idiotic. (laughs) So it's almost like going bird's eye view and actually looking at the whole situation with perspective and actually distancing yourself from it rather than being so like having such an emotional charge. Totally. That you, when you remove the emotional charge, 
the pattern becomes stupid, <laughs> right? Because these things are not serving us. The, the need to be number one, right? The need to have so, so much money or the, the desire to have 9 million friends to feel like you're lovable. Like you start to go, wait, why do I need 9 million friends? I'm busy. That's too much. I can't deal. You know, we start to realize that's not serving us. And that realization kind of drives that belief change. And as that belief changes, as I start to feel I'm good enough, the need to do those soul contracts to carry them out dissolves. I don't have to do a clearing. I don't have to go, let's say that, you know, I don't have to do that. It helps to work with your energy and, and work in that way. But I really don't have to do anything other than see the stupidity and go, mm. I'm not going there, <laughs> but you can't see the stupidity unless you are objective and you can't be objective unless you're developing that awareness. That makes sense. Yeah, no, no absolutely. I'm so spiritual, aren't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. Energy, <laughs> energy, energy. energy. Um, <laughs> what does a fulfilled life mean to you? <laughs> Wait, what? What does a fulfilled life mean to you? What does it? Okay. So a fulfilled life to me looks like enjoying right now. And so, and I know that everybody says that, but for me, that stems from awareness. So what we were just talking about, if I have the awareness of, Oh, I was doing, I was doing that pattern again. It's, you know, it's so unnecessary. This is more fun. I'm going to do this. If I kind of follow the fun instead of following the patterns, that's where you're going to get the joy, but it's following the fun right now. It's being in the fun right now. So just like we were talking about, for me, it's awareness is the key. Awareness of ourselves, awareness of why we're doing things, that allows you to have fun. And what is, <laughs> what is one thing all our listeners can do today that will have a massive positive effect on their lives? What is one thing? Oh, my God. So it, it's going to sound totally goofy, but I find that's very difficult to be in a bad mood, have a bad day, pee, be pissy, you know, be mad at somebody if you're doing something that makes you smile. So, for example, I was so frantic. I had to go to the gym before this interview, you know, oh, and, and then I realized, oh, it's Skype. I have to wear makeup, you know, and I don't hate getting dressed, you know. So I had to do all this stuff, and then I get on with you, and you have this great smile, and I'm like, oh, the smile, and it brought me right back to this is why I want to be here. This feeling, this smile. So for me, it's smiling. Last but not least, how can people stay in touch, find out more about you and your work? Um, to my website, daniellemckinnon.com. Uh, that's probably the easiest way. Or my school, which is animalgurus.com. Uh, and that's where I'm teaching people to communicate with animals. Danielle, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed this one. Thank you so much. I really appreciate I it. it too. Thank you. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Bye.